What is going on? Thank you for tuning into the Performance Plus Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Johnny B. Today, I am joined by Dr. Zach Long, physical therapist, to talk about another myth. We're going to bust a myth today, and that is, is CrossFit dangerous? So Zach has got uh, done a deep dive in all this research as a PT, and today he's going to share it with us. So let's start off with the question at hand, Zach. Is CrossFit uh, more dangerous than any other sport and activity out there? Our answer is no according to the research. So when you look at injury research, they typically report how many injuries happen in participants doing that sport per 1,000 training hours. And the, the CrossFit injury rates has been studied quite a bit. And most of those studies find injury rates between two to three, three and a half injuries per 1,000 training hours. So if you go to CrossFit five times a week, 50 weeks out of the year, that's 250 training hours. So in a four-year period of training CrossFit that frequently, you're probably going to see two to three injuries, according to these research articles. When you compare that to other sports, it's right on there on par with running, triathlons, weightlifting, powerlifting. Um, one study on Zumba that I read a while back showed 5.1 injuries per 1,000 training hours. So all these other sports that nobody ever talks about injury rates with, have been shown in the research to have pretty much the exact same um, injury incidence levels, you know, minus that one research study that was published by the NSCA that um, made up injury data and they lost a giant lawsuit over. Yeah. Odd, odd how it works in your favor when you doctor the data. Remember that if you want to win an argument at home with science, just lie about the facts. So if anybody's Uh, not familiar with what we're talking about, DEVOR, D-E-V-O-U-R, the divorce study, on CrossFit, the NSCA published some falsified data to make it look like CrossFit was more dangerous than it was. They lost a giant lawsuit where they were ordered to pay, I believe it was over $100 million. Yeah. Is that correct, John? Uh, I know it was at least $4 million in just legal fees alone. So I, there's, I, there's, it may I don't not think there's actually released. No, it wasn't published, but there's a lot of word on the street that it was more money than that and that there's a whole lot of conspiracy theory around what's happened since because the NCSA probably would have gone out of business if it wasn't for some big financial backers to bail them out of that one. So, um, so CrossFit's not dangerous based on the literature. Uh, it, the incidence rate is not any higher than all these other sports that we consider less dangerous. So, uh, what does raise our risk? If it's not dangerous, what are the things that we can do that actually do make it more risky for us? With any injury, like your biggest risk factor is having a previous injury to that same tissue. And I think one of the big reasons for that is so often, like let's say that you dealt with like um, rotator cuff tendinopathy in the past, and you do a little bit of rotator cuff strength work to get it to where it's strong enough that it no longer hurts. I don't think we do a good enough job in rehab of getting people stronger than they were prior to getting hurt. So if you know that you have a previous injury, Make sure you spend time focusing on really building up mobility, strength, et cetera, around that injury so that that becomes less important. So there was one study um, by Larson and colleagues, and they looked at injury rates in new crossfitters that 
um, people that were brand new to CrossFit and they found that they had 9.5 injuries per 1000 training hours. So dramatically higher than the numbers we just showed, but when they went back and they got rid of any injuries related to a previous injury, that number dropped from 9.5 to 2.5. So basically if you have an injury history, make sure you take care of those tissues. You're doing continual strength work, or if you're, you know, if you had a previous back injury and you're starting CrossFit, make sure you really dial in your deadlift and your clean and your squat technique. If you've got a history of shoulder instability issues, make sure your kipping pull-up mechanics are phenomenal. And that's going to really help you out quite a bit. So uh, previous injury, number one, the second injury risk factor that research has come up with is, is being male. I don't think <laughs> we need to explain that. <laughs> and then the rest kind of yeah. come down to um, being competitive, training more hours per week, or having done CrossFit for a longer period of time. And I think that that probably, the research doesn't say that, but this is just my hypothesis. Like if you're a competitive athlete training more hours per week, you're probably doing higher level skills, more intense workouts. And I think that that probably leads to a slightly increased risk of injury. But what I also find is that those competitive athletes bounce back from injury so fast. So take our, our partner, Pamela. Every time I treat Pamela for an injury, it's like the easiest rehab ever because she is so insanely fit that those tissues are just incredibly resilient that I know that her rehabbing an injury is going to take half the time that it does for us mere mortals that aren't as freakishly fit as Pamela is. That's bullshit. Sorry my, for my <laughs> That She's so good at everything. Recovering from injuries as well. Damn. Um, that's cool. That's really interesting. Uh, that volume intensity can cause injury over time, but then they also kind of bounce back for it. Is there any data? Do you know any data off the top of your head of like instance rates in competitive athletes? I don't know the exact numbers there. I just know that it has been identified as a risk factor. What about um, people, people doing too much too soon or uh, moving in places they shouldn't move. So we talked in two podcasts earlier about squat mobility and if they don't have the mobility, but they're trying to force the depth, like are those risk factors with data behind it at all? Not specific in CrossFit, okay, but across a broad range of sports has been shown that when you just do way too much too quickly, that's when injuries happen most frequently. So um, let's say that you've been, you know, you've been a runner that runs two or three days a week. And that's been your level of fitness for a long time. And all of a sudden you decide you want to do CrossFit. Don't jump into CrossFit six days a week, jump into CrossFit three days a week for two months, then bump it up to four days a week for a couple months, then five days a week. Or let's say you're not used to squatting to full depth. You join a CrossFit gym. They want you squatting to full depth. Maybe you have to drop the weight in the bar down a little bit, or maybe you and the coach talk and y'all just plan out, Hey, Week by week, we're going to squat through more range of motion, but we're not going to instantly jump into training in these positions that you haven't seen or accessed in a really long period of time. So actually, I, I, there is one study that, that might be pertinent here as well. Um, they looked at the frequency at which you CrossFit and the rates of injuries. And they found that people that train more than six days per week are more likely to get injured, which makes sense because if you train more than six days per week, you're training seven days a week. Your body never has a chance to rest and recover. And then they also found that people that train less than three days per week get injured more frequently, which was huh. interesting. So if you're only going to the CrossFit twice a week, you're more likely to get injured. And I think the reason for that is that with CrossFit being constantly varied, if you're not going very frequently, you're not going to develop capacity of certain movements. So you may only see a deadlift show up every three months if you only go twice a week, maybe more than that. 
And all of a sudden you show up to a workout that has a ton of deadlifts or a ton of kipping pull-ups and you've not built the technique and capacity for those movement patterns, then you get blown up on a workout that's that's a little outside the standard. That is not a question that I feel like people in your profession ask often when it comes to treating grossfitters is people walk in, I always hurt my back deadlifting. How often do you train deadlifts? Because I'm sure that the assumption yeah. is you do this too much, not too little. But like, if you even think about, yeah, let's call it, uh, really concurrent programming, like where a lot of things are being trained at once and you're not seeing like repeated exposures to the same movements. And every time you deadlift, you do high volume and it's only once every other month. Like that, that's fascinating. I actually have not heard that stat before. That's freaking cool. I deadlift a more. A couple of months ago, evaluated a guy dealing with shoulder and knee pain. And he was just constantly up and down on this pain. His when we started talking about his training schedule, he's like, man, I will work out really hard for a week. I'll go five days a week. And by the end of that week, my knee and shoulder hurt so much that I can't work out the next week. So he just started like on his own. His solution here was he would do one week of training, one week completely off, one week of training, one week completely off. And he'd been doing that for months. And literally 50% of what got him better was us stopping and just saying, we're going to train three days a week every single week. And we're going to get more consistent with the fitness that we're building rather than taking this giant knockout punch and then having to rest for a week because you got hit so hard with that much volume. That, that drives me, it drives me crazy that there's not that many people in the healthcare world that will ask that question. Cause I feel like the normal answer would be, well, let's stop CrossFit and uh, you know, and not, Hey, let's spread your training out. So you're getting a consistent graded exposure over time. Damn. All right. Well, let's talk about when injuries occur, where they occur. What are the the joints that get injured and how often is it uh, when we're seeing these five out of 1000 people get hurt? To my knowledge, I've only, I only know of two research studies that have looked at where injuries happen in CrossFit athletes. And both of them found that the back and shoulder were the most frequently injured areas of the body. Second to that was like knee, elbow, hip, but back and shoulder were most commonly injuries happen. Why? One of the studies did have a really interesting finding. And I really wish that they would have said how this happened, but one person injured their eye. And I just want to know how they injured their eye. Like did a resistance band snap and hit them in the eye? Did they drop a barbell from overhead and hit them on the eye? Did they get chalk dust in their eye? I really want to know. It's a, I was going chalk dust all the way. That's that's fascinating. Get elbowed in the face, like just trying to, you know, move through a crowded gym. Like that's freaking weird. That's awesome. How close are you reading studies, by the way, to be able to pick out that? Like the one participant had the eye injury. That's uh, you're taking the deep dive, my friend. That's awesome. When I saw that on that research study and I was looking at this graph where they showed where all of them are, that was like the, it was the very top line of that graph. So it was the least injured going down to the most injured, which was the shoulder uh, in that research study. And just because it was at the top, I happened to notice it. And then I was like, wait, I got to go back and reread all the methods and conclusions and stuff and see if they mention it. And they never did. Damn. I, I, honestly, I want to reach out to the research authors. I, I should do that. You, you, you got to tell me this has been bothering me for years. How did I, the I, eye injury happen? I talk about this often. What was the eye injury in that study? <laughs> so... Low back, shoulder, most frequently uh, injured. Any hypothesis or actual data around why? 
wide back and shoulder. Um, yeah. So for the shoulder, I really think that it's because CrossFit challenges the shoulder more than almost any other recreational fitness activity. It ch- ch- ooh, takes the shoulder through more range of motion than we see in most sports. So if you go into Gold's gym, like how do people train the shoulder joint? They do bench press, dumbbell and barbell, which takes your shoulder into a little extension where they do push-ups. But in CrossFit, we do muscle-ups and ring dips where we take the shoulder into a ton of extension. At Gold's gym, how do people train vertical pulling? They do lat pull-downs. In CrossFit, we do strict pull-ups, kipping pull-ups, muscle-ups, toast bars that take our shoulder through full shoulder flexion. And I just think that a lot of people are not used to their shoulder moving through that much range of motion under load. And then we're also doing it with these fast dynamic movements. So if you don't have great form on those, it's just a little bit more stress on the shoulder than I think we see in other sports. The back, I think, just comes down to how much squatting and deadlifting and pulling off the ground people do. And if you don't have great technique with those, if your programming has too much volume of those types of movements, or if you have poor hip, ankle, upper back mobility, it's going to put a little bit more stress on your back as you perform those motions. So is that the the kind of two answers there? Like, um, make sure you have adequate range of motion strength, check your training volume. Um, and th- that's how we're going to reduce these instances. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you could also go into like from an overall injury reduction standpoint, we could talk about sleep and how important sleep is for reducing injury risk and nutrition and that sort of stuff as well. I would... I want to ask another question. Is there any literature on the opposite side of this? So we always talk about CrossFit injury rates. Uh, is CrossFit bad for people? Has there been any research done that you know of that talks about how good CrossFit is for people? Because I think it's interesting when you get into like uh, human longevity and, you know, what's health and increasing health span, all that stuff. Like essentially the recommendation from most MDs, PhDs is do CrossFit. They might not say it's CrossFit, but it's, Hey, you need to push pull. You need to be strong. You need to be well-muscled. You need to have a VO good VO2 max. You need to have a good aerobic capacity. You need to have a grip strength. Like, and from a program standpoint, there's nothing on the planet that includes all that stuff like CrossFit, any data that supports this. I don't know of any data that does, but you know, when you talk to people from a strength bias, they're going to talk about how important your maximal strength and power output is towards your longevity and your your health and your reduced risk of falling as you get older. So they're going to be biased towards the strength stuff. If you talk to runners, they're going to talk about how great running is for your cardiovascular system. When you talk to people that go to high-intensity interval training type stuff, they'll talk about how HIIT training has larger effects on VO2 max and body composition compared to steady-state stuff. So all of these people like cherry-pick the research in terms of what they think is best from a health perspective. CrossFit and the complete opposite. They're saying and not, or like, let's do a little bit of all of this. Let's get strong and powerful, but let's also develop our cardiovascular fitness. Let's also do the hit style training that has, you know, better body composition, hypertension, VO2 max changes. They want to hit everything. So my bias would be that, that if you made me tell you what I think would happen if we did a research study on, you know, somebody's, if we took three twins, triplets rather, one of them only did strength. One of them only did cardio. One of them did CrossFit. And we looked at 30, 40 years out, and they all continue to do that type of exercise, I would bet that the CrossFit athlete is going to have the best overall picture of their health compared to somebody else. But I'm biased. I'm biased as well. And I agree with you. And that would be the hardest study to control for ever. Yeah. Like, because there's so many other factors there. But 
I'm also in the biased belief group that, hey, we do everything. We're and not or. So obviously it's going to make us better. If you're listening and you're a triplet and uh, you and your siblings are not identical triplets too as well. Triplets always identical. I don't actually know. I don't know. know Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're a triplet, identical triplets, you want to be in a research study, let me know. And you have like free 30 years of your life to train the way I tell you to. We will give you all your training. We'll give you all your training for free. Uh, You just need to give us 30 years of your life. It's going to be great. Uh, Well, I thought it was great. So uh, just to recap, CrossFit's not dangerous, not any more dangerous than any other activity. Um, We talk, cover our risk factors here, which is previous injuries is primarily the biggest one. If you've got one, um, make sure you you do everything you can to rehab that all the way. Injuries, low back, shoulder are super common. Eyeballs are not that common, but if you do get one, make sure to let us know how because we're fascinated. And then uh, you reduce your injury rates by taking care of your, you know, making sure you have full range of motion, making sure you're strong in that range, and then making sure you're monitoring your training volume too. So anything else kind of CrossFit injury discussion? No, we covered it all. Yeah, that was literally like 15 minutes or less of time. And we answer the question fully. So let's stop saying otherwise on the internet. Sweet. Sweet. See you next time. See you all next time. Have a great day. Bye.